This is awesome. Oh, fuck. Hey. Good to see you among the living, man. Check it out. It's the latest talent mix. Thanks, Pete. Good to see you all among the living. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Talon Mix. It's a Smallville recap podcast. I'm Brian, here as always with my pal, Zach. What's up, man? Oh, man. I'm just chomping at the bit to talk about this week's episode of Smallville. This is a good episode of Smallville. This is a... We've got a few good ones in a row here. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. The Smallville writers, for all the shit we give them, know how to end a fucking season you know what i mean like the the last five is usually all bangers right right and we are we are in the all the all hits no skips zone of season three what do you think that is is that is that because they had a break before the final batch like they they like write that middle group and they're like tired and then they have some time off and they come back and really you know what i have to wonder i wonder if i i you know, know nothing about this writer's room. This would maybe be an interesting thing to ask uh, another podcast about Smallville where they answer uh, fan questions. But I wonder if it's the kind of thing at the top of a season where it's just ideas, 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 ideas. And they kind of like, ooh, that's a good one. That's going to go here. Ooh, you know, that's a right. good one that we're going to load that up top. Yeah, we're going to load the back right. end. Yeah. And then there's yeah. just this middle gap where like, I just saw John Q. <laughs> Right, yes. <laughs> yeah, what movies has everyone seen? Come on, come on, come on. <laughs> we have to do 22 of these. Yes. Yeah, no, that makes the most sense. So they're like, we can't do that one yet. We got to save that for the last few. Right. We're really going to, yeah. Yep. That would uh, be my guess. Um, uh, I'll also throw out there, uh, normally we like to do uh, this show live. Uh, twitch.tv slash goblin voice we won't be for probably the next couple of weeks uh i got a busy october maybe even november um we'll we'll still be a podcasting the podcast version will still go up on fridays uh but we'll we'll get back to live uh as soon as we can we miss you live friends we miss definitely. you live friends uh definitely and come we, hang out in our discord uh that's at talonmix.show you can find a link to that um so you can still come and make fun of us for just simple mistakes that we make. Simple. Yes, being being old. Um, <laughs> sorry, I lived longer than you so yeah. far. Um, being old, talking too much about things that aren't Smallville because the people who listen who have never seen Smallville only want us to talk about Smallville. It's yeah, they're they're good. here for that good good wiki content. <laughs> Everything else is just standing in the way. Of that fucking wiki. <laughs> um, speaking of things that aren't Smallville, have you watched anything this week? Well, it's so it's actually been two weeks since you and I have done this. That's true. <clears throat> so I've watched many things, Brian. Okay. Let me, let me pull up my uh, cheat sheet here <laughs> on the old letterbox. Let's see. Um, I watched a little gem called uh, Tremors, which we talked about recently. Yes, I got to see it. Yes. Yeah. I, I mean, it's it not real. Yeah. It's not a masterpiece or anything, but it's like a the definition of a B movie, a, a B horror movie. Like, Love it. Yes. I watched the sequel, the direct to video sequel, which is like maybe the greatest direct to video movie ever made, which means it's three out of five stars. <laughs> right. Like, right. Right. It's, <laughs> it's fun. 
uh, fun time. I watched, uh, did you see Stillwater with Matt Damon? I did not. I was curious about it, but I never got around to it. So I watched that. I was actually kind of blown away, man. Uh, really? Who directed there are some. There was some bold story. Who was the question? Who directed it? That was uh, the guy who did Spotlight. Todd, oh, okay. Todd McCarthy, is, I think, maybe. I don't know the name, but I know Spotlight. Yeah. Um, like, the movie's solid. Some interesting story choices, but solid. But the thing that blew me away was the Matt Damon performance. I've never seen a performance like that from him. Like, you know how sometimes you see a movie performance that is so accurate to a type of person where you're like, oh, I know that guy. Sure. I fucking know that guy. Sure. Yeah. I'm. It is some kind of crime that he wasn't nominated for an Oscar, probably because it was the same press junket where he said some controversial stuff or I don't know. Right. 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 But, but the <laughs> I movie don't itself. I remember what it was. But the just... performance itself was really good. Um, I love I love Maddie D. Uh, I I mean, I'm a, I'm there's few people it. who who have a higher average of like quality in their work. Definitely, definitely. Um, and then I watched. Let's see. I watched a little movie called Coma. Uh, not familiar. I don't think. Yeah, I had never heard of it. It's a 1978 thriller directed by Mr. Michael Crichton. Okay. Yes. Uh, it was solid. It was solid. Um, I heard about it on, did you know Quentin Tarantino has a podcast now? <laughs> I didn't, but nothing could surprise me less. <laughs> <laughs> like he's, he's been in need of a podcast since he, uh, he became famous. Any junket interview just immediately becomes a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's him and uh, Roger Avery, who is his old buddy from the video store and they, they just talk about old movies. One of the movies they talked about was Coma, and it sounded interesting, so I watched it. It was a good time. Solid. Thumbs up. Nice. And then lastly, I saw, and you know this, uh, when we should have been recording on Sunday, I went to the theater. Uh, local theater was playing Evil Dead 2. And you had not seen this before, right? I had not seen any of the Evil Dead movies. What'd you think? And, uh, I mean, I definitely wish I had seen it younger. Sure. Like I wish I, yeah. I wish I was in college or something when I saw it. Yeah. With a bunch of friends or something. I still appreciated it. It was fun and wild. And the, the fact that it was, you could tell it was a really low budget, but they made it work so well. Like definitely they really stretched it and just the, it just batshit crazy. I mean, I, I appreciated it. It was, I can imagine seeing that in the late eighties and being like, wow, I've never fucking seen anything like this before. It's like Looney Tunes. Definitely. It's very, it's kind of, I was thinking about it. Um, cause you had brought it up and I, I've been watching a lot of like schlock lately. Um, and it's very like good accessible schlock. If that it, yeah. accessible is not, maybe not quite the, maybe upscale schlock, <laughs> schlock chic. Um, it's clearly a filmmaker who like is good and knows what he's doing and has a thing he wants to do. And what he wants to do is stupid. <laughs> right. <laughs> and also it has that vibe of like, it's like a movie full of let's try this. Yeah. Yeah. Let's try this. Yeah. Um, which I like. And he, Bruce Campbell, uh, I've only seen him really like in small parts and other movies and, he really he had like a Jim Carrey vibe going on. Yeah, it, that I that's actually I think a very good comparison. It's it's kind of 
it's interesting of like, I feel like there could have been a bigger Bruce Campbell career. I don't know if Bruce Campbell's complaining about the career he has, right. <laughs> had, but like, I feel like there, there is a potential for a bigger one for him. Um, yeah. There was a, um, uh, I want to say 2013. I want to say there was a evil dead remake reboot. Um, that Raimi was a producer on, but otherwise like not involved. Honestly, I don't know if this is a popular opinion. It's pretty good. It's was it wasn't it more serious? It's then? kind of like the first movie in taking a much straighter tone. Um, still very like I'm, I'm goopy and open. Um, and the first so, one even still is very funny because just like Raimi's very funny. Um. But it it plays it straight, and uh, this remake plays it very straight again. Um, but it's still having fun with it in a way that's more a little less uh, forward uh, than Evil Dead Two is. I I feel like I've heard that the remake is pretty gruesome. It's definitely got some fucked up like uh, practical effects. Cool. Um, um. So the first one. It's not really in continuity with the second one, right? Not super. It's like, so Evil okay. Dead 2 opens on like a, essentially a little recap of the first movie. Um, it's like that very quick. Like we drove to the cabin. My girlfriend was here. We found this tape. That's all the first movie. Uh, oh, okay. And uh, so it, it's sort of like, I feel like the first 10 minutes are just the first movie on fast forward. Um, and there are some like difference. I don't remember exactly what they are. Um, but like, there are some things of like, that's not what happened in the movie. Right. Um, but, uh, so yeah, it's, it's kind of its own thing. Um, and then evil dead Two, or sorry, army of darkness kind of does the same thing. <laughs> oh really? It also just kind of, it, it redoes. Uh, so evil dead two ends with Ash getting like swept through a portal to medieval times, but it reshoots that again to right up the course. budget a little bit. Um, I like army of darkness uh, a lot too. The army of darkness. I probably saw more as a, uh, a kid, a teenager uh, than I did uh, evil dead Two. I, I vividly remember, the time I was into comics was when that came out because all the comics had ads for Army of Darkness in it. Got it. That's it. All the like, if you go look at my comic collection from when I was a kid, they've all got Army of Darkness <laughs> ads in it. Um, I liked I liked Army of Darkness. Just uh, you know, I I've always been a Dungeons and Dragons kid, and like the castles and the fog and the fucking like yes. extremely. It was extremely Atmosphere. my shit. Um, where, where are you on the new Dungeons and Dragons? The movie. Um, I'm a I'm a little Yeah, so there is a um a Dungeons and Dragons movie coming out this year, next year. Chris yes. Pine. Yeah. Um yeah. Uh, Chris Pine is starring in it. Um and it is the directors of a movie that came out a couple of years ago called Game Night that I liked. Um yes, same. thought it was fun. So I'm a little yeah. like I my my official stance is I kind of don't care, you know? <laughs> like right. if it's good, great. If not, I probably won't see it, you know, and like no skin off my back. Right. I want, yeah, as someone who's not, I, I play Dungeons and Dragons with you, but I'm not super, uh, not, we didn't play Dungeons and Dragons. We played, we did play Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, we played, uh, old school 80s rules though. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, I don't have a big attachment to the mythology or whatever. So, uh, I saw the trailer and I thought that looks funny. Right. And I found out it was the guys who did game night. And I'm like, okay, I'll probably see it as long as it doesn't get terrible reviews. Right. It it's, I, I, I would love a fun action fantasy adventure film. 
mm-hmm. starring the very handsome Chris Pine. Um, yep. But like the Dungeons and Dragons. I could go down an entire rabbit hole of like my opinions on modern Dungeons and Dragons, but I won't do that because because <laughs> I could feel listeners putting guns in their mouths right fucking now. <laughs> <laughs> I did appreciate in the trailer uh, that it wasn't like most of those kinds of movies where everyone has British accents for some reason. Right. I was like, Great. Yes. Thank you. We can all just talk however we talk. It's fine. Um, did you see the uh, Courtney Solomon uh, 2000 film Dungeons and Dragons? <laughs> no. No, I did not. What a piece of shit. Um, what remember, a piece of shit. I mean, it, even in the in 2000s, you saw the trailer and you're like, oh, that's a piece of shit. <laughs> I think like, came, they knew. We all knew. Right. Everyone knew it's a piece of shit. I think it came out over the summer. I'm trying to think of like why my... Di- like, I remember going in the afternoon, um, my dad took us, my, me and my brothers. And, like, we weren't, I didn't play Dungeons and Dragons at the time. I, I didn't, I didn't know what it was. As far as I knew when this movie came out, it was just a movie called Dungeons and Dragons. Um, and um, I don't, I don't even think my dad was thinking about it on that level. It's like, I don't know, it was a fucking dragon in the commercial or some shit. And it's one of the, I, don't, I can't say it was the first time, but it was definitely one of those first times sitting in a movie theater and going, this isn't good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not, you know, like for a long time, not being able to like quite parse, like I'm bored during this movie. So the movie's boring. Not, yeah. it's not good. You're checked out because right, yeah. it's bad. Some, someone fails <laughs> because I'm bored in this movie. Right. <laughs> I remember when Lord of the Rings was about to come out and the trailer was playing. I didn't know anything about Lord of the Rings and I just associated it with all the other Dungeons and Dragons type stuff. And I remember the Dungeons and Dragons movie was a big piece of shit. (laughs) So I saw the trailer for that and my buddy's like, I bet that movie's going to win an Oscar. And I was like, you're a fucking idiot. (laughs) I remember being like, that movie's going to bomb. That movie looks like a piece of shit. And uh, I was wrong. Quite good. Quite good. Um, do you watch anything you else watch? this week? Uh, no, that's all I got. I watched a lot of shit as well, so I'm kind of just gonna rapid fire through the highlights. Uh, Andor. I watched Andor. I wasn't let's gonna. About, let's talk about Andor, bro. Let's talk I about Andor because have... I, I don't actually have like that much of like a break. I I didn't pay enough attention to like really like break it open. Um, I wasn't gonna watch it. Uh, I wasn't interested. Um. And but you know I keep seeing the headlines that it's really good. The reviews are really good. Uh, a bunch of my wife's coworkers really liked it. Um, and so I, I, Emily was fine with not watching it. I wasn't gonna watch it. I finally read like the straw that broke the camel's back. I came out into our living room and I'm just like, you want to watch Andor? <laughs> <laughs> uh we had like we had like an hour before we had to leave for a before we were heading off to a wedding and it was like this that awkward hour we're like it's kind of too early to get dressed but like how else am right. i gonna kill this like all right let's let's throw it on and you know the headline in in things i'm seeing in reviews uh generally sort of have the sentiment of Andor is smartly done adult sci-fi. What the fuck does that have to do with Star Wars? (laughs) (laughs) 
like what I was watching was like fine. It wasn't like poorly done. Um, that actor Diego Luna is very likable. Um, I, I think the script is fine. The dialogue was fine. It, nothing was really catching my interest. Um, but it wasn't like it was poorly done in any capacity. I'm just fuck me. I guess if I'm watching a Star Wars show, I would like it to be Star Wars. I guess. <laughs> There's this there's this general sentiment of like, well, why does Star Wars have to be you? Why does Star Wars keep doing the fucking wizards and space swords and like all, the, you know, all the kids stuff? Why can't they expand out? Because that's not Star Wars. Yeah, I would like Star Wars to do the Star Wars stuff. I, I like I like Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, I, well, I haven't seen Andor, so I can't comment on the quality of that show, but. I do feel a similar way. I don't necessarily need the Jedi in my Star Wars because I love Solo. I just need, there has to be a spirit of uh, fun and sort of rapscallion-y adventure. I, I right. don't, yeah, I'm like, I could see that show being good because of the talent involved. And maybe it is. But how does that line up with, Star right. Wars, like the, the the Luke Skywalker Han Solo stuff. Like, how does that? That doesn't right. seem like it's, the same world. It's farm boys and pi and and pirates and princesses and like yeah, yeah, it's yeah. the big castle is a spaceship. Um, <laughs> it's here's the thing with Andor. I think that like really struck me is it's not that a ten year old couldn't watch Andor. It's not that there's anything that I, I thought was, aside from like some violence, but like nothing I thought was not appropriate for like a 10-year-old Star Wars fan to watch. I just couldn't imagine a 10-year-old giving a shit. Right. And... Not when Andal not when the Mandalorian is out there. You know, yeah, and that's the thing of like, I don't like the Mandalorian, but I probably would have if I were 10, <laughs> you right, know? exactly. No, that's my feeling. I think it is perfect for the age group it is aimed at right i i stopped watching but i get it i get, I, the, I get it the i get excitement. it that's yeah that at least yeah it's star wars i i that at least right. is star wars um mm -hmm. what i want since we're definitely not getting another solo movie I, I talked about this but like if we're gonna get a fucking star wars show where give me give me i liked i liked young han solo i liked that actor give me him and yep. chewbacca in the fucking falcon Having fun, epis episodic, yes. space fantasy adventures. I want you could do you could do three episodes per planet if you want, but then we're moving on. Sure, like little like little adventures. But yeah. you know, I like um, one of my favorite shows in the last season was Star Trek: Strange New Worlds, uh, and that just like went back to fucking basic Star Trek. They're on the ship. The ship goes to the place. There's a problem at the place. They fix the problem. They get back on the ship. They go to a new place. <laughs> and you know what? Yeah. That's good TV. Yes. Uh, I'm a hundred percent down with that. I could, I'll even take a card, make it a cartoon. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, I fuck. will watch it. Yeah. Give it to me. I want the solo show. I would rather have a solo movie, but if you can't give me the solo show, I, I, but here's the thing, Brian, after Obi-Wan Kenobi, the movie or the miniseries, I was like, I'm officially done with this. Yeah. I, I can't do it anymore. Um, so I even canceled my Disney plus like a week ago. Cause I was like, I'm not using it anymore. I'm not watching star Wars anymore. I'm not, I don't care about Andor. Right. And then I heard this podcast 
where these two guys are talking about Andor and how fucking good it was. And I found myself once again being like, maybe I should give it a try. Get me every fucking time. <laughs> All it takes is one person to be like, oh no, this one's good. I know, and I'm like, like, oh really? <laughs> <laughs> In my case, I think I saw a Reddit thread and there were a bunch of people who were like, kind of had the same complaints we've had. About right. and so that led me to like oh maybe oh maybe this is it, um, yes. mm-hmm. and like I said I don't think it's I think if if this show <laughs> I also don't love TV dramas that much is the thing, um, so uh, if this was just Diego Luna space guy, um, I probably also wouldn't wa- I just wouldn't want to watch it like even right. if it was good. Um, yep. And so that's just where I am of like, it's not Star Wars, even if it's pretty good. It's not Star Wars. So I don't want to give a shit. <laughs> I also feel like <sighs> I'm, I'm kind of over shows or movies that are set in between other shows and movies. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, let's <laughs> fill in these blanks. Like, there's so much more time we could explore here right, before right. and after and on this. No, how did this guy get here? Right. That said, I, in in the case of Andor, I guess if you do want to take advantage of Diego Luna and his rising star, <laughs> you don't have a yeah, ton of options based on how Rogue One ends. Yes, that's true. Unless which, he's a twin. Which I was so... Right, that's true. Um, which part of why I wasn't like interested in Andor at all was I hated Rogue One. Rogue One for me personally was like the absolute dregs of new Star Wars. Just the gar- the steaming garbage pile of like no. Didn't we go off on Rogue One recently in one of these podcasts? I only, I'm all, I'm literally I'm on a hair trigger. <laughs> <laughs> it should it's it's right in the vault right next to Doctor Strange. Yeah, it's, oh. I Rogue hate one. that fucking movie. And, you know, and it, like, is it all Rogue One's fault? No, maybe not. I think I think I'm a little bit like just dragon slaying it because everyone else is like, it's the best Star Wars movie ever made. I'm like, fuck That is you. what makes me want to slam my head against the table because uh, it's like you don't understand anything. <laughs> anything. <laughs> it. It, to me, it's people responding to the aesthetics um, mm. of the movie rather than the story, which which I, I'm a big aesthetics guy myself, so I get. But the story I thought was it was so clear bad. that it had been it was clear that it had been uh, drastically rewritten halfway through. You yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah. it was clear they were like trying to fix things. Um. I, that said, I don't hate it as you do. I can watch it and be fine. But uh, I do hate it when people are like, it's the best one. Well, see, it's dark and serious, Zach, which makes it more grown up. <laughs> also, everyone dies. Also, And that's really cool. That's the dark and ending. Dark, that... Yeah, and Darth Vader's badass in it, which is great. Because oh, that's I... what his character is all about. God, I hate Being that. badass. I'm so mad at that movie all over again. <laughs> <laughs> I literally forgot about Darth Vader in Rogue One, and I'm so fucking mad all over again. <laughs> uh, we should move on from Star Wars, probably. <laughs> um, I did have one other thing I wanted. I did, um, uh, Hocus Pocus 2, uh, I don't have a kid old enough 
for that. Uh, slash, I don't have a born kid. Um, but if she were born, she wouldn't be old enough. <laughs> um, but um, Hocus Pocus two. Um, if you have any affection for the first one, it killed an hour and a half. It wasn't. It wasn't an unpleasant hour and a half. I'll probably never watch it again, and that's fine. I hope kids liked it. <laughs> um, sorry. I was gonna say I don't think I've seen Hocus Pocus the original and. Since I was a kid, I it no. wasn't one of my like Halloween favorites. Um, I you know I, I I probably saw it a couple times like when it was on like Disney Channel. Uh, but it's one of my wife's Halloween favorites. So like as <laughs> uh, once we right. got together like five years ago, it, it it went into rotation. And I gained more affection for it at like through that. Um, but uh, the other thing is uh Saturday Night Live uh season premiere was this past weekend. Uh, which is my wife and I watch it every Sunday. We have we uh, she's been watching it regularly longer than I have. Um, wow, she hasn't missed one maybe since she was in high school. Uh, right, right. Um, I I would certainly watch intermittently, um, right. but ever since we you know started dating, uh, however many years ago. Uh, no, we Sunday morning we have breakfast. And we watched the the stupid skit show from the night before, um, which is just like you know. Sometimes you only half paying attention to it. It's it's been a nice ritual right. while it's going. It's a nice thing to throw mm-hmm. on, um, but um, it I am putting all this like uh, uh, explanation into it because it's one of those things of like if you're casual and not thinking about SNL a lot, you're probably like, well, it's bad now. <laughs> That's like the default take. And also if you're like a real comedy nerd, which I've spent a lot of time around, it's also like the lame one, you know, <laughs> like it's not, it's not the place doing something interesting with sketch comedy. Like right. Tim Robbins. Right. So like, it's just, I'm in that hot middle circle where I'm kind of just not thinking about it that much. I just put it on. And when it's good, it's good. When it's not, I forget about it. Um, but this past weekend, um, they had a Charmin Bear sketch. Uh, they're all in big, dumb Charmin Bear costumes. Charmin Bears are, um, I don't know if this is a U.S.-specific ad, um, but Charmin is a brand of toilet paper, and uh, there are these cartoon bears who wipe their butts and are so glad to have Charmin to clean their butts after they take big, smelly bear dumps. Um so in this sketch, they're all in big, dumb blue bear costumes. They're all happy about how they wipe their ass. Uh, and uh, the son, the bear's son, played by Miles Teller, uh, is, uh, I don't, I don't want to wipe my ass anymore. I want to go to school for dancing. And they're, oh, there's a conflict. We're like, we're, 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 we wipe our asses, blah, 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 blah. Uh, a fine, forgettable sketch. Here's the thing. There was a YouTube video several years ago that basically had the exact same premise. Like, Charmin Bears wanted to dance. (laughs) Uh, Pretty, pretty damningly similar. Um, Here's the thing. And uh, the the creator of that video, I had his name queued up. I lost it. I'm not going to look for it. Type in Charmin Bear sketch in YouTube. It'll, It'll come up because everyone's kind of talking about this. Um, he had a very uh, uh, gracious, I think, uh, response to it of like, this shit happens, um, parallel thinking, or someone might have, because th- this video has millions of views, came out years ago. Entire, what I believe 
what I would believe happened is someone sucked it up. <laughs> right. They came up with it independently. Yep. Um, but it's, it's funny the amount of people, because it is very similar. I would be very surprised if it, they were fully independently come up with. No one stole this sketch. <laughs> like, the damage you would do to your career. Right. To steal a, eh, joke. <laughs> yeah. Well, I feel that way a lot of the times when comedians are accused of stealing jokes. I feel like, oh, they heard it. They forgot they heard it. And they thought they came up with it. Right. Like, I've done that before. Right. Of course. I think we all do. Like, oh, fuck. I thought I came up. I thought that was my idea. It wasn't. And then I'll, I'll, like, I'll tell a joke. I'll think it's mine. And then I'll see it on the Seinfeld or something. And I'll be like, oh, that's right. Yeah. I fucking heard that. Um, a lot of it's interesting. A lot of people sometimes also don't understand that like premises are a dime a dozen, especially in like sketch of like you can hit the same premise and have entirely different jokes within the premise. Um, right. So like nobody stole the premise uh, in this case where they are. They're still different. They're very different tonally and there are sort of different jokes within. But it's oh. I would almost think it was more directly stolen if it was farther off. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, why would you take like this? They were hiding it. Yeah. Okay. You know, pretty funny YouTube video. And I was like, I'm going to beat for beat. <laughs> right. Pass the song. I won't even, I won't even change the, the thing is the bear wanted to dance. I'm, I won't change this to the film major <laughs> or, <laughs> you know, <laughs> no, I'm just going to beat for beat. Take this. <laughs> It's still right generally a new sketch, but that doesn't, guys, that doesn't happen. <laughs> right. Not the at this level. Already, the person's already working at SNL. Right. <laughs> right? Right. It's, it, that's not, I, I understand people get confused because they don't really know how like TV works or something like SNL. Uh, um, I've had the benefit of, um, not that I'm a fucking expert, but like I have spent most of my twenties, uh, in live television comedy, um, behind the scenes of that and like have had friends go through SNL. Um, that's not how it happens. Right. <laughs> that's yeah. not what happens. It's just not. <laughs> um, but I thought that was interesting and it's been in my brain. I'm glad that guy was gracious about it that's cool extremely gracious about it and he in yeah. fact uh in his video you know he explained like parallel thinking's comment he explained a time he did it um yeah. uh you know he he chalked it up to somebody who probably sucked it up um and then um uh he actually in the the tail end of his video i think his name is like joel haver i think that's his name um uh, he said that it probably he's he's since since that video has become very successful on his youtube channel um has had videos to quadruple the size of this Charmin right. Bears thing from years ago has said it probably would have bothered him more if he was a smaller creator. It probably would have burned more. Uh, so he spent the rest of his video just highlighting a bunch of other small creators that he liked. Oh, that's cool. Just seems like a cool guy. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. That's awesome. So before we get into small, I have a question for you. You play video games, right? Sometimes. Yeah. Since we are in Halloween season, I decided maybe it would be fun to play a scary video game. Okay. 
I, I, this sounds like it's going to be more fun than it is. I haven't bought a scary video game yet. I was going to ask you, do you know of a good one that okay. would be fun to play? Yeah. Um, let's see. What um, What do you have available to play video games on? PS4. A PS4. Okay. Um, my wife is the better one to ask, but how about I Google PS4 spooky video games? Um, Resident Evil games are pretty fun. There's a Resident Evil 2 remake um, that I enjoyed. Um, <clears throat> let me see. I thought about that because I did play the original way back when. Okay, yeah. I, I, Resident Evil 2. We played, we played that Resident Evil 2 remake together and had a lot of fun with it. Um, I, uh, I'm trying to think. Um, I have something in mind. I'll have to hit you up off the air. If you um, if you have a computer that can run it, uh, this one has a bonus point of being free. Uh, I highly, if you, if, and it's pretty like low stakes. So like a lot of computers can run it. Spooky's Jump Scare Manor. Starts, uh, it's a first person little. Uh, <laughs> uh, I am writing it down for those who are listening. <laughs> <laughs> I believe it's still free. Um, but Spooky's Jump Scare Mansion uh, is uh, you move through a what starts as a funny little haunted house, uh, but then slowly gets a little more fucked up. And uh, we played it quite a bit at College Humor. Uh, we'd stream people playing it in the dark and a lot of grown men screaming. <laughs> great, great. Um, so I like that one a lot. Um, I'm sure I'll think of more. I, I keep like vamping here, thinking that some good spooky game will come into my brain. Um, the other thing that's kind of fun is um, there's something similar to it. This is um, but the Dark Pictures, uh, Man of Medan, and God, there's another one like it where it's um it's closer to like playing through like a little movie and you're making choices for the characters mm-hmm. um and if that thing sounds appealing my wife really liked them until dawn i think is the other one um i'm googling oh, is that, the query is the one that just came out i think that's the same people okay um i'm a little okay uh, und, until dawn was the one i kept trying to think of it is available for ps4 eight friends Sweet. are trapped together in a remote yep. mountain retreat and they aren't alone um yep. and i believe you make choices in the story um, right that sounds fun so that's that's what i know i i mostly play fucking game boy game like old game boy games <laughs> Brian, last thing. Uh, we're like a week and a half away from Halloween. Are you ready? No, Halloween ends. Are you ready? Are you? Just- oh, right. I'm excited. I'm excited. Yeah, um, I am too. I'm curious. It's. Uh, I would like for them to make one Halloween movie every year for the rest of my life if they could. I like. I don't need it to end. I don't. It doesn't have to make sense. Right. It doesn't even have to have Michael Myers in it. Give me the John Carpenter music. Yes. And some shit happens on Halloween every year please completely agree uh but also you know what you can just bring michael myers back i don't care yeah i mean they should try to do what they tried to do with number three again right and then bring Mike myers back in a few years when we we miss him i yeah i think that's a great idea um gotta yeah. say i just saw today david gordon green talked about halloween kills a movie that you know has its fair share of criticism um <clears throat> 
Uh, but I, I kind of respect, you know, in, in like this age of like where, ah, you know, things went down, things got messy and like all of that is genuine and like artists frequently aren't happy, uh, with the way things had to turn out because of the bureaucracy of the system. David Gray Green is like, Halloween kills is the movie I wanted to make deal with it. <laughs> and you know what? Good. I respect yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Good. Um, again, you got to read that Halloween four script. I do. Uh, I really do. Um, should we get into Smallville now that we're 36 minutes into this? Yes, podcast? perfect. Okay. Uh, so this week we watched Truth. It's the 18th episode in the third season of Smallville and the 62nd overall. It aired April 21st, 2004. Wait, did you say April 21st? That's what I got. Brian, that's my fucking birthday. A son of a bitch. Oh no, Zach! What if I wish I did plan your how old? How old would you have been? You surprise! Uh, I turned fucking eighteen. Wow. Yeah, okay, this is my year of graduating high school. We have to have a belated next Wait, next we, week. We'll have a belated eighteenth birthday party for you. In season three, we both had birthdays. Episodes come out on our birthday. Wow! 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 <laughs> Wow, wow, wow. I think I got a better episode than you. I can't I remember what you yours did. was. I don't remember either. <laughs> All right. Next week. Next week, we're having your belated 18th birthday. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right. Let's do it. Right. Oh, 18th. That's a big one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you better have got me something good on my 18th birthday. I got you cigarettes. <laughs> oh, yeah. In porn. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. All right. <clears throat> I had a buddy who, when he turned 18, he went in to buy a Playboy. And I was so ashamed of myself. I did not buy porn until I was in my 20s. Like, I did not. Like, <laughs> I still just used my imagination because I was like, I cannot go and buy pornography from another human. I don't care if it's like the old man who works at 7-Eleven. No one can know. <laughs> I am ashamed. Just a good Catholic boy. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, I was mo- I mostly um, <laughs> by the time I needed it, the internet was pretty available. Yeah, you were just like the the three year difference between us is a big difference when it comes to that specifically. I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Chloe meets with a man who used to work with her father at the Luther Court plant. She asks him if someone is sabotaging his chances for getting a new job. He says that Lex is starting uh, projects that no one really wants to get involved in. Gabe would be better off staying away from Luther Corp. He turns to go, and Chloe spies his ID badge in his car. She takes it and uses it to get into a secure laboratory at the plant. She accidentally hits a button, which sets off an alarm. Suddenly, she is blasted by a green mist that causes her to briefly pass out. But she awakens and escapes before security can catch her. I assume that's what, what button. Did, what button did she press? I the green fucking mist button, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> well, <she presses> one. <laughs> Sorry, you were saying. <laughs> she presses one button. The doors close. An alarm goes off, and green mist shoots on her. I mean that. I guess that makes sense. But the, my problem is, 
wouldn't if they were they were doing experiments on dogs, right? Which obviously not cool. But if they were spraying the dogs with the green mist, wouldn't the button to set that off be in the other fucking room? You think you don't, <laughs> you don't have the button like right under the green mist sprayer? Yeah, <laughs> that doesn't make sense. <laughs> <laughs> also. Why are you doing experiments on dogs with like a truth serum? Like with the dogs. <laughs> I guess you're just seeing if it kills them or not. I, I guess not like... that's yeah. Was uh, that was that bark a truthful bark? <laughs> dogs are a good judge of character, Zach. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I didn't think of any of that. <laughs> that button's really damning. <laughs> Um, at school the next day, Clark notices Chloe seems preoccupied, but she shrugs him off and asks if she has finished his Teacher of the Year interview with Mrs. Taylor. He admits that he hasn't received a call back, and she tells him he should be a more aggressive journalist. All right, look, is is Clark getting a credit for this? Like, what's <laughs> he better be? Oh my gosh! Like, oh, one more thing about Luther Corp. Um, <laughs> The security there, pretty pathetic, my friend. <laughs> it's like seven grown men chasing after Chloe, who I think is like in like not in running shoes. You know what I mean? Just, just this little scamp who sneaks into Luther Corp to get secrets, <laughs> and not, they cannot catch up to her. Uh, she somehow gets out. Pretty impressive. Just leaving them um, shaking their fist. Like, at this point, she has to be on all of the walls. Like, don't let this woman in. <laughs> yeah. And don't they have fucking cameras there? They don't, they don't. They can't figure out that it was her. And at, no, at no point, Lex himself is like, you got to stop doing this. <laughs> like, listen. You're embarrassing my security force. <laughs> they were all trained at Smallville Medical. <laughs> uh, oh, to be continued from Smallville fucking medical. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, so uh, Clark's supposed to interview this uh, woman, Mrs. Taylor. Um uh, Chloe wants Clark to be more aggressive in getting the interview. Just then, Mrs. Taylor walks through the halls, and Chloe urges Clark to give it another shot. He asks again, but the teacher says she is too busy. Chloe then asks if she has 10 minutes before literature class. Chloe kind of like jumps in to like save Clark from his flounder here. Um, a, uh, a green mist expels when she talks. Stinky breath. Stinky uh, Chloe I breath. I was going to say this power is totally ineffective in, the age of, ineffective in the age of COVID because I'm wearing my fucking mask. So it's not... <laughs> Another reason to wear a mask. <laughs> uh, Mrs. Taylor admits that she can't do it because she watched TV instead of preparing for class. So she has to make up a pop quiz. Clark and Chloe are stunned and amused at her honesty. Is that how... Here's the thing. Are pop quizzes fucking real? <laughs> what do you mean? Hey, Zach, have you ever had a pop quiz? Yes, I have. Mm -hmm. What the fuck does that mean? It just means a quiz that they didn't tell you you were going to get. I don't think that ever one time happened to me in high school. One time. It did definitely reek of uh, 
I did something last night as a teacher and I did not plan to do a class today. So now I'm going to write a quick pop quiz. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> that, like, it's just a quiz they prepared worth like 10 points or something or whatever. And they hand it out to see if you've been paying attention the past few weeks. Oh, boring. God. It's so, like the lamer version of like carting out the VCR and playing a movie. In class. Yeah, got it. You, can, you couldn't get away with a movie. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you had to look like you were doing your job. Got it. Um, God, I will still wake up occasionally in like a cold sweat from a school dream. Uh, yeah. And the wave of absolute relief when I realize I'm not in school anymore. <laughs> Yes, it's absolutely. so visceral and real of like, it's I never almost, have to do that again. It's like the same level of relief when I dream that I killed someone. You know yes, what I mean? Like yes. I wake up and I'm like, oh, good. I didn't kill that person. Same amount of relief when I'm like, oh, good. I'm not I'm not waiting tables anymore or whatever. Right. You know, like, right. Oh. What does it say about like what we put teenagers through that we are <laughs> full grown fucking adults and having nightmares about school? Zach, what does that say? I mean, it says that um, we put too much pressure on kids. Yeah. Um, and to to do these things. Um, yeah. It yeah. says that people are too hard on waiters and waitresses. And mm-hmm. uh, maybe not people. Maybe like the restaurant doesn't support them enough or something. It's like they're expected to do too much. There are systemic problems. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I guess I should. That's not just waiters and waitresses. I think that's like everyone. That's service positions. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yes. So- or, and mainly it says that we just, it's like we we evolved like in a way to help us survive. Like back before we had all this great technology and stuff. So since we don't have to worry about like a lion eating us, we just worry about the test with the same amount of fear. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Like we still have that uh, biology, but we can only place it in. um, Oh no, I forgot the guy's ranch. (laughs) Right, right, right. I have, um, I don't know about you with my school dreams. I have the, um, I'm in school. I have to do something to, I have to graduate, but I don't remember where any of my classes are. Cause I haven't been going for the last couple of years. <laughs> but Oh, it's so good to wake up from. That would be like a good experimental horror movie. It's just like, <laughs> they're just like, Oh, you're naked in school or you have to pee and you can't find the fucking bathroom. That's my least favorite dream. It's like, I have to pee in real life, but in my dream, I'm like, I oh, can't I get to the bat. Like, I can't, I can't go to the bathroom. I don't. I I've never I, had that. I've, I've never oh, had that. Oh. One. Like, just wake up and go pee, and I would be feel better. Yeah, right. I have. Um, welcome to Dream Talk. This is <laughs> Ryan and Zach's dream <laughs> yeah. podcast within our Smallville podcast. I frequently have uh, my teeth are falling out. Oh, yep, yep. Oh man, I, I, and like, this is a recurring dream. I have it frequently where like I have a loose tooth and I'm kind of playing with it. And then, uh oh, it comes out. I go into the mirror to examine it. And as I'm like checking the others, I'm just slowly pulling my teeth out of my mouth. Gross, <laughs> that's dude, recurring, that's dude. That's recurring. That's another one to wake up from and go, <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's more understandable for sure. <laughs> like they're all they're there. 
Ha, ha, ha. Um, so Pete is waiting for them at the torch office, and Chloe asks about their evening plans. Pete says Clark's going to run to the stadium to get hot dogs to eat while they watch the Metropolis Sharks game, and the round trip will only take him 10 minutes if he goes supersonic. Clark can't believe that Pete just told Chloe this. He says Pete is just kidding and ushers him away from Chloe. In the halls, Pete says he has no idea why he said it, and Clark is annoyed. Yes, Zach. Clark does maybe the worst job of covering that up. Yep. That he possibly could have. Like, he makes it way worse because Pete says this ridiculous thing and Chloe kind of laughs it off. Like, what are you talking about? And Clark's like, he's kidding. <laughs> it's definitely not the truth. Yeah, right. It's if you just said, like, oh, Brian, I'll, I'll come across the country in 10 minutes and be like, <laughs> yeah all right and then right. probably wouldn't think about it again probably just think you but, made a weird joke that i didn't get the best move would clark would be like yeah it'll take 15 minutes if i get a sodas or something like <laughs> just like like just... play it like yeah it's a joke we're joking right instead of he's kidding it's not real <laughs> yeah clark you beefed this one buddy <laughs> Again, every time Clark actually drives to Metropolis, remember that he could have been there in five fucking minutes. Five. Now we know. Fucking. Ten minutes minutes. round trip. That's including buying the hot dog, unless he's stealing the hot dog. That's fucked up. That's fucked up. I don't think he would steal it. I don't think he would. Yeah, you're right. He wouldn't do that. Um, Unless he was on Red K. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I thought about the other day? We're not going to get a Red K Brian episode uh, in a couple seasons. I mean, we got... I don't think there's one for a while. Well, it'll it'll be it'll be great when when we come around. We'll we'll make. But it special. we do get other colors of kryptonite. So then you're gonna have to be no. Like there's one. There's Brian. one. There's one next season. There's a red K next season. Are you sure? Uh, when Alicia oh yes, returns. yes, I forgot. It's a very short one though. Right, right. Still but, counts. Yes, yes. And then after that, they do. I can't remember what color. I think it's silver kryptonite. Whatever makes him paranoid. Oh, weird. I think maybe, I think maybe, um, I think maybe there's a paranoid Zach in the future. (laughs) You don't have to wear a leather jacket, Brian. It's fine. (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh, Lex arrives at the Luther Court Plaza where Lionel asks him about the release of a chemical agent at the plant. Lex questions Lionel's concerns and leaves. In his car, it is revealed that he is wearing a wire. Also, maybe talk to Chloe. No footage? Come on. Come on. <laughs> um, if they weren't father and son, I would think that uh, Lionel and Lex have sexual chemistry in, that, in this scene. <laughs> Just, they talk so close to each other. There's a lot of whispering. It's fantastic. It's I love so it. Good. I it's love so it. good. I. Where are we at, Brian, with the MVP? Because I feel like it's a two-horse race between Lex and Lionel right now. I would agree with that. I'm currently in like, like a... I don't have a hard opinion between the two. Lionel's coming up strong. Like he, was, he was, wasn't he was a front runner for this season, but the last few episodes, he's really... It's coming. every episode he's not in, I regret that he's not in it right yes mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um okay i'm gonna i'm gonna get through this paragraph because we have okay. so much left 
please. Uh, okay. Chloe is at Clark's house working on the Teacher of the Year interview when Martha arrives. Clark leaves to get the rest of the groceries while Martha and Chloe talk. Chloe politely asks John, uh, how Jonathan is doing, and Martha responds with a very personal revelation about Jonathan's feelings. Uh, something to the effect of, well, Clark, something, something exposing Clark. But barely. It was no. It was uh, it was all it was all his biological right, that's father's it. fault. Uh, Chloe is surprised and asks how Clark is handling it, and Martha tells him that Clark feels responsible, but it's really Clark's biological father's fault. Clark re-enters the kitchen, stunned that Martha is telling Chloe all of this. Chloe asks Clark why he wouldn't tell her he found his biological father, and Clark doesn't say it's none of your fucking business, Chloe. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and he tries to make something up about it being a metaphor of how his real parents don't want him. <laughs> that was a good cover by Clark. Pretty good. That one was Pretty good. good. Until he was like, um, okay, Chloe, go home. Right. <laughs> he gathers Chloe's things and steers her towards the door. When she leaves, Martha can't believe that she told Chloe about Jorel, but Clark has figured out that something has happened to Chloe. Did you notice the the little mistake in that scene? No. So Clark comes in, you know, to the scene where Chloe and Martha are talking. Clark's like, Mom, where do you want me to put these bags? And he's holding the two grocery bags. First of all, they make them look weightless, which I love. Like, they, it's yeah. like all fluff <laughs> in there. So it looks, which is great. Um, and then it cuts to Martha and it cuts back to Clark and he doesn't have the bags anymore. Oh. The bags, the bags disappeared, Brian. Maybe he super speed- the bags Maybe he go? super speeded them, Zach. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. That's a forgivable mistake. It's not even a mistake. They knew they did it. It was like editing. It's like, right. It just um, is what it is. get to this next line. Yeah. Right. Uh, at the Talon, Lana is reading a brochure about the Paris School of the Arts. Clark asks if Lana has noticed anything unusual about Chloe, and Lana tells him that one of her dad's old co-workers called to ask about his security card. Clark doesn't think Chloe would steal, but he starts to wonder if she did indeed break into the lab. What about Chloe wouldn't make you think that? Yeah. He goes, when when Lana says that she stole something, Clark goes, klepto, Chloe? (laughs) At what point, at what point, Clark Kent, has Chloe Sullivan respected a boundary? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yes. Yeah, I can't believe Chloe would sneak onto. She snuck into places with you before. (laughs) What a nightmare! Um, <laughs> oh, now we're getting we're getting to the part where I laugh fucking out loud. Uh, okay, great. Oh, oh, this kid, this fucking kid. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, oh. Chloe approaches Mrs. Taylor as she is arriving at the school with her son Will. She tries to interview her again, and Mrs. Taylor says that the only downside of teaching is hiding her past. She continues to say that she changed her name after playing a minor part in a radical uh, group that blew up a bank in 1972. I cackled. I laughed out fucking loud. Why? Wait, why did you laugh at This that? is so fucking insane. <laughs> well, I believe that was based on a real thing that happened. Um maybe in the late nineties. Wow. Where was someone who had been part of a radical group had been found out 
that they were part of a bombing that happened. No shit. Years and years and years ago. Yeah, I think that's where that's from. No shit. Well, I thought it was really funny. <laughs> Okay. I thought what was funny in that scene was the the actor who plays her son is like really Captain Kirking it up. <laughs> he's like, Chloe asks more questions after that. And he's like, no, just get away from her. <laughs> like screaming his lines. <laughs> She's guilt ridden and upset. And Will is horrified. He leads his mom away and tells Chloe to stay away from them. <laughs> Chloe can't believe her scoop and puts the story on the cover of the torch. She doesn't call the cops, Brian. She publishes it in the school newspaper. She gets exclusive for the school newspaper. Like, there's a chance that if that happens, the cops still don't ever find out. (laughs) Oh, you mean they don't? Yeah, because they don't read the fucking newspaper and none of the students (laughs) read the fucking newspaper? It's like... Lex and Lionel are the two people who read the tour. <laughs> the whole school is mad at Chloe for the story. Why? Well, I have a real problem with this. First of all, the school, I d- doubt anyone would read the paper, but if you were a high school member and some teacher got in trouble for uh, some shit, sketchy shit they did in their past, would you be mad at the person who found out? Right, right. With everyone in the school, like, had. Has there ever been a teacher so beloved by the entire student body that they would <laughs> lash out at another stu- I don't think so. I think every teacher has some students who fucking hate them. Right, right. That's just the cost of doing business. Right. Um, like, they're shoving. They're, like, bumping into Chloe in the hall and, like, <laughs> shoulder-checking her and shit. They all fucking love Mrs. Taylor, Zach, a teacher we've never <laughs> heard of. She was teacher of the year. She was teacher of the year. You're right. I was once in a class of a teacher of the year, and I fucking hated her. Yeah, ain't that the way? Not. She blew up a bank. 1972. (laughs) Bet she fucking did. Um, the whole school is mad at Chloe for the story, and Clark is annoyed at her lack of discretion, saying the police should handle the matter. He asks her about breaking into Luther Corp and tells her that it's wrong to allow people to tell her her their private thoughts. Chloe counters that her ability is every reporter's dream and demonstrates for Clark with the students in the hall as Clark looks on in dismay. She is amazed. Uh, what happens here is yikes of the episode, I'd say. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, yikes adjacent, certainly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <sighs> There's a version of this that would happen today, and I don't think it would be as like... It's not the content of what happens, it's how it's played, I think, is what makes it yikes. That is the best way to articulate it. Basically, um, uh, Chloe asks a footballman, one of the boys in the Letterman jackets, who they want to... Like, who do you want to take to prom? And uh, the the guy immediately says the quarterback, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the quarterback of the team, and uh, the response is like, "What gay?" <laughs> right, and and like Chloe's like, "Ha ha, I got him!" Right, like that's the ha ha. I outed you in front of your friends. I yeah, outed exactly. you. This very like <laughs> this very delicate thing that gay people take very seriously. I did it. I made you do it with my superpower. Gotcha, 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 you gay person. <laughs> Busted. Yes. 
Yeah, that's definitely yikes. Like you could have almost this you could have the same lines of dialogue in that scene and if you played it different it would be fine it would be tasteful. Right. But uh like not in Smallville High, not baby. The way, not the way they did it. No. No. Um also that kid who she outs has a really good Canadian a boat. Ooh, yeah. What are you talking about? <laughs> Um, she's amazed and asks Clark what his secret is, but she notices that he doesn't answer, which man, once again, Chloe in these fucking boundaries of like, okay, a, that didn't work on me. And also friendship over friendship over. Right. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, Clark does give her a look in that scene. Like, like it's good acting by Tom Welling. He gives her a look like I could kill you right now with my thumb and no one would know it. Like he's so fucking annoyed with her. He's like, I could fucking kill you right now. That's good. Um, okay. Next paragraph going through, uh, Clark goes to Luther, the Luther court plant to investigate and finds a folder labeled Levitas. Uh, but he is interrupted by Lex. He guesses that Clark is the person who broke into the lab, but Clark denies it and says that his friend is in trouble. He asks what they were working on. Lex says he was trying to salvage one of Lionel's projects, but ended the program before the signed effects were analyzed. He says Clark needs to tell him who his friend is so they can be treated. Once a, so no, just no cameras. Just no cameras in this. <laughs> I'd, Rosenbaum is doing a fantastic job of playing Lex very slowly losing his patience with Clark. <laughs> yes. Like he is like, it's incrementally happening in every episode. Like this one, he's just like, fucking this kid broke into my fucking, Jesus fucking Clark, Jesus property. Christ. Yeah. He's like, God. And now he's fucking like gaslighting me. Like, uh, is it worth maintaining this relationship with this high schooler? No, <laughs> <laughs> no. And it's bad for your health, dude. Like you're, <laughs> Oh man. This is clearly this this friendship is just an unhealthy obsession, Lex. Break it <laughs> off. I mean, it was an un- unhealthy obsession two secret rooms ago. <laughs> <laughs> uh Chloe is approached by Will at the Talon, who is angry uh for ruining his and his mother's life. Uh everyone leaves when they see Chloe and Lana admits that no one likes being around Chloe anymore. Um, she tells Chloe that she is applied to school in Paris because she doesn't fit in. Chloe asks why she hasn't talked to her about uh, this before, and Lana says she can't trust her, which is accurate. <laughs> uh, this upsets Chloe, and she leaves. She goes to the Luther mansion, summoned there by Lex. The old Lex, come talk to me for two minutes. <laughs> Uh, but he knows that she can make anyone tell her the truth and says he wants to use her ability to find out what Lionel made him forget while he was in Belle Reve. Ooh, Lexi, sketchy bastard. Uh, Chloe says those memories pose a threat to him and he should just leave it alone. She says that Lex is the reason her father can't get a job, but Lex tells her that Lionel is responsible. Chloe sighs and rubs her temples. She asks she asks, asks Lex why he continues this endless game with Lionel, and Lex says the only thing he's ever wanted from Lionel is love. He seems surprised and embarrassed by his admission. So, 
during the sequence with uh, Lana and Chloe talking, mm-hmm. I don't know if you noticed this, noticed this, but during the entire sequence, uh, they it's like a three four minute long sequence. They do not once <gasps> mention <gasps> Clark or another man, which means Brian, we pass the Bechdel test. Ah! Smallville is no longer problematic. <laughs> All is forgiven. We did it. We did it, America. Oh, baby. <laughs> oh, God. It's unfortunately, um, we're not live streaming this. Uh, so... No one can see the incredible confetti cannons that we've ripped up. <laughs> and My cats are playing with the balloons that I dropped from the ceiling. Oh man, Brian! Uh, please, uh, sorry, sorry. Please. I just got. I just have to walk the background dancers out. There. Yep. Nope. Yep. <laughs> Checks in the mail. All right. Bye. Yes. The the um, appropriately dressed background dancers. Of course. Okay. Well, we got CNC Music Factory. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, three years in the making, Brian. We did it. We did it. <laughs> it would have been oh, crazier if they didn't do it by accident. <laughs> like... <laughs> <laughs> you don't think that was on purpose where they're like, hey, should we have a mention, Clark? No, no. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Clark tells Chloe to meet him at the Smallville Medical Center claiming a big story is breaking but Pete shows up instead Clark tells Pete that he made it up to get Chloe to a hospital and that she was exposed to something and needs to be treated and Pete realizes that he needs to leave before he exposes Clark's secret however Chloe is standing in the elevator when Pete tries to leave Clark jumps in, too, and tries to stop Pete from talking. But instead, Pete gives Chloe a passionate kiss. Yes. So I love how Clark lured Chloe to the hospital by calling her and telling her a big story is developing. Yeah, right. (laughs) Like, without giving any other information. She's like, okay, I'll meet you the hospital. Clark, a fantastic reporter. He's got a big scoop for the fucking school newspaper. Like, you know, Chloe would be like, my, my source at the medical center didn't tell me anything was up. <laughs> well, it's it's breaking. <laughs> it's a big story. That's all you need to know. <laughs> uh, Pete confesses that he's in love with her and then runs away, highly embarrassed, pleading with Chloe to seek treatment. Was this a thing? Was there a Chloe Pete thing? Earlier no, in the no, show? No, this is the first we're hearing of it. Okay. This is the first Are you sure? Yeah. yeah. I guess Pretty so. Confident. I guess so. Yeah. I um, think so. Huh. I mean, it's a Pete storyline, so there's a reason <laughs> that we're not remembering it. Right. Um, Clark's, or Tom Welling's reaction when Pete confesses his love for Chloe is actually really good acting. So good job, Tom Welling. Good job. We need to, we need to get some sort actor. of like, good job, Tom Welling, like sound effect. <laughs> It's just me. It's just that clip that I yeah. just said. Good job, Tom Welling. I think it needs to be just like Trump is of like, good job, Tom Welling. <laughs> good job. Bravo, sir. <laughs> um, 
Chloe looks as if she. Well, what a- about like a clip from Tommy Boy, where his there dad is like, "Atta boy, that Tommy Boy." There you go. Like that. That's it. Yeah, we, we need one of those. Um, she looks as if she's debating on what to do, but suddenly she clutches her head and doubles over, groaning in pain. Clark calls for help, and an orderly whisks her away to an exam room. Clark meets Pete in the torch office, and they talk briefly about Pete's feelings for Chloe. Pete also says that Mrs. Taylor has been arrested. Clark discovers that Chloe was writing a story on the Levitas Project, headed by a military general named Jonah Doyle. I There is an Ask Jeeves reference in that scene. Oh, Smallville. <laughs> <laughs> Pete says, I think it was his opener, want to... Ask Jeeves how long it takes to die from embarrassment. Um, <laughs> for Do the people ch- know what ask- I don't know. <laughs> I, I was gonna say like so. Ask Jeeves was a was pre Google a pre Google search engine, and the gimmick was like almost like an Alexa, like Hey Jeeves. <laughs> right. Yeah. And but you, you would have to type it in. Right. You would type in a question for Jeeves. Um. <laughs> You know, the traditional butler fucking P.G. Woodhouse, like, archetype. Uh, (laughs) And um, it it would, quote, unquote, like, answer your question, but with search results. And that was, that immediately felt cheap to me, even as a kid. (laughs) Like, (laughs) like, this isn't quite the premise where I just type in a question, you give me an answer. (laughs) No, they were, it was more wishful thinking. It was aspirational. Right. Was Google a thing yet in 2004? No. No. I believe so. When was Google so. like widespread? Google it, even if it was a thing, it probably wasn't like Google yet. Google established. Oh well, nineteen ninety eight, but uh, that's not when it was. Right when when were we googling things? Yes, that's. I remember at least by eighth grade. By the time I'm in eighth grade, um, which is I, I'm probably by two thousand four, I'm probably like a freshman in high school. Or sophomore, we've talked about this, um, but I remember at least eighth grade someone talking about the search engine Dogpile <laughs> and recommending it as a good one. I think we'll know whenever Smallville makes a Google reference. You are we'll probably like, okay, right. Google just is a big thing now. Though that said, you know sometimes you'll still see a show that's like using Bing and like it's just a weird multiverse where Bing is the search engine that anybody <laughs> uses. Alternate universe. <laughs> Oh, that's great. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, Bing is like... People are also using their MySpaces in that universe, right? right? <laughs> um, you're, you're from, are you familiar with, like, Let's Potato Chips? Yes. The the fake, uh, usually in television, bag brand of, like, if you need potato chips for your set, they have these, and they they look weird because they don't make fucking noise. Um these strange, like that's why potato chip bags look weird, and they are usually uh, Let's potato chips, um, and Bing is the Let's potato chips of <laughs> search engines. <laughs> Except for it was a real thing one day. Except for it was a real thing, um, and maybe still is, but not really. Um, okay, Chloe seems recovered when Lionel Luther enters the room. <laughs> I'm sorry, bro. I'm just stop you. I'm sorry. No, go you for it. Get through it. <laughs> the scene opens with so she had a headache uh they take her into this room the doctor the scene opens the doctor takes a thermometer out of her mouth <laughs> looks at it 
and is like, well, looks okay. Uh, I'll be right back. And then he walks out of the room to go check the manual, I guess. Like, it's the perfect Smallville it's, medical moment. It's, it's like, okay, I know what to do if you have a fever. <laughs> she has a sharp, sudden, splitting headache. And he's like, better take your temperature. And then he does. And then he's like, okay, that's as far as I know. I'll be right back. No like, fever. <laughs> no fever. I don't know. <laughs> I got, I got no Oh gosh! Wow, what a medical mystery! <laughs> yeah, it's like the opposite of House. Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay, so uh, Lionel admits he uh, blacklisted Chloe's father because she defied him. He also admits that he ordered Morgan Edge to kill his parents so that he could use the insurance money to start his company well thank god we just resolved that in a line of dialogue <laughs> so a couple i do love i do love lionel's reaction after he says that which is like oh why did you ask me that question miss sullivan <laughs> like now right. i'm gonna have to kill you why did you do that that was stupid of you right. so good um she reveals that she has recorded the conversation on her cell phone voicemail, and she attempts to blackmail Lionel into hiring her dad back. This is not... Not a good plan. How not about a, a billion dollars? <laughs> now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take this blackmail. <laughs> Me, a high schooler. I'm gonna you you're gonna hire my dad back to a job that he is not gonna wanna be at. <laughs> right. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw out there it's probably gonna be a toxic work environment. <laughs> <laughs> Just gonna take a guess. <laughs> <laughs> Cost of living raises may not come as frequently as uh... <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah. how about some money? <laughs> people, or also people I wouldn't try to blackmail is uh, billionaires who have you know have killed people. You know have killed people and are testing a truth serum. <laughs> <laughs> Chloe, this plan sucked. <laughs> you know, you remember in the Dark Knight where Morgan Freeman is like, you know, blah yeah. blah blah, this psychopath, and you're trying to blackmail this guy. <laughs> That's yeah, exactly, Lionel yeah. should have pulled this here. <laughs> Uh, Lionel, I'm um, oh, sorry. The uh, I just want to say there's a bit of continuity that I love that Lionel throughout this episode has a big cut and bruise on his face, and I was like, did he get hit in this episode? And then I remember he fought Johnny K at the end of last episode. Oh right! I feel like they didn't do that a whole lot back then with yeah. these kind of shows, and I thought that was impressive. Interesting. Uh. Lionel counters that he doesn't respond to blackmail and tells Chloe that she will uncover a truth for him. He sends her to ask Jonathan and Martha Kent about Clark's origins. Clark finds Dr. Doyle, who tells him Luther Corp was working on an inhalant to make anyone the ultimate interrogator. He was dishonorably discharged when he discontinued the project. He predicts that Chloe will be dead by morning, but he was able to save a sample of a cure that he never tested. Uh, 
He produces an enormous syringe and instructs Clark to put the entire dose directly into Chloe's heart. Um, uh, I just, I do just love like that this inhalant is like super mega lethal. <laughs> not like might cause, not like will probably cause cancer in over several years. Of just, like, you. Yeah. you will fucking die so soon. Total How body shutdown. How much do you want to know the truth? <laughs> um, Clark arrives at the hospital to administer the antidote, but Chloe has left. Lionel is still there, and Clark confronts him about the project. Lionel is unconcerned about Chloe's safety. Clark calls Chloe on her cell phone. She is driving to the Kent farm, but her headaches have worsened, and she is close to passing out. Suddenly, a large blue truck tries to run her off the road, and she crashes into the side of Coolin Bridge. Car crash. Car crash, baby. Wow, we haven't had one of those in a little while. I think it only counts as one. So the truck hits her. The truck's front is a little mangled, and then it hits her car over the, like, halfway over the bridge. Yeah. And so her, her car would not have been drivable except for Clark comes and picks it up and right. moves it. So I think I think we'll give us one out of those two. I, I think, think that's fair. I, I also think that's fair. Yeah. Okay. The truck is being driven by Will Taylor. Clark hears the commotion over the phone and speeds to the scene. <clears throat> this kid, when he's hitting when he's running her off the road, he just, he just yells out the window, My mother doesn't belong in jail. <laughs> Honestly, real MVP run here. Real dark horse. I, I'm going to throw it out there. Nominated. <laughs> Not even guest star of the year. Just no. like full Nominated. Uh, uh, Chloe passes out just after telling Clark where she is. And as Will tries to ram her car off the bridge. Concussion. That's a concussion. Concussion, baby. Wait. Is it Chloe or that kid gets a concussion? One of them gets a concussion. I do not remember. I watched several days ago. (laughs) Um, Clark grabs Will's truck and he hits the dashboard and is knocked out. Clark is able to pull Chloe's car off the edge and pull her out. He plunges the needle into her heart and she wakes up. A real Pulp Fiction situation here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a hyperlink. Oh, it's just going to Clark's powers here. The um, the wiki has a hyperlink just on the word pull and I'm like, where could this possibly go? Uh, it just leads to Clark's super strength ability. <clears throat> really making sure this shit's cross. Just in case I got this far into the Smallville wiki <laughs> and I'm like, well, how the hell do you do that? Wait, how do you pull that car out of there? <laughs> What? Are you telling me he's some kind of Superman? Some sort of man o steel? <laughs> uh, Lex is summoned back to Lionel's office, and Lionel demands to know why Lex resurrected the Levitas project. He asks Lex what he wants from him, but Lex says it doesn't really matter, because he will never get it. Aww. I mean, that's a... That's a good scene. It's a great scene. And but honestly, I am a little disappointed every time a scene doesn't end with Lex like, you know, a, a sad Lex looking over at the Kents hugging as like Lincoln Park plays. <laughs> I want it every time. I just want it doesn't I mean, make sense why is, they're in the mansion, but no, I want them all just hugging. 
this is the equivalent of that without the Kents being yeah. there, right? <laughs> He's like, all I want is what Clark has. Right. Um, so a uh, fully recovered Chloe goes to Clark's loft to apologize and thank him for saving her. She feels guilty about what she did and confesses to Clark that she was on her way to ask his parents the truth about him. Clark is surprised, but he says that she wasn't herself. Bing bong, boom, boom, boom. Ooh, that is that is seven, not yourselves. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Chloe is very upset and regretful at her actions and says that maybe the serum brought out her real personality. She is afraid that one day she will use up all of her chances to say that she is sorry. Clark tells her that today is not the day, and he gives her a hug. Uh, mature moment from Clark. I would have cut the cord, but I, good job for him. I, th- I think maybe after three years, you might be, you might, maybe you should be out of sorries. Maybe Superman has infinite sorries. Is the thing. you know it would? I think it works out to his favor because she becomes quite an ally in the future. So. That's true. Good job, Clark. Good decision. Uh, Clark meets Lana at the talent, and she tells him about her application. She's like, I can't, I can't kick you out of my life. Pete's about to go bye bye. Yeah. So I and can't. I'm going to need, need an things. exposition machine. Is the thing. <laughs> um, I'm going to need a new little lackey to sneak into places, and yes. uh, mm-hmm. someone's up for a promotion. <laughs> <laughs> um. So uh, Lana tells Clark about the school in Paris. She says that she needs a fresh start from Smallville. That's true. <laughs> yes. I'm on board. I'm like, Lana, get the fuck out of there. Get the fuck out of here. Go. Go. Uh, Chloe goes to retrieve her voicemail, but it is not Lionel's confession. Instead, there is a recording of Lionel saying that he has erased the voicemail. Oh, man. This fucking mic drop by Lionel is so... <laughs> amazingly good he's like uh no need to call back like (laughs) (laughs) so great oh Oh, the smugness in the voicemail oh this episode might put really really edges this is a real Uh, yes i was gonna say that that moment alone puts him in the lead in my mind and it's fine if lionel gets back-to-back mvps it's only because he deserves it it's allowed it's allowed I think Rosenbaum still has a chance because he's got a big episode I'm not, coming Yeah, up. I'm not taking him out. I'm not taking him out. Um, but uh, who boy, who boy, it's, it's, a, it's a heated race. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. We had a uh, featured music. <laughs> uh, we had featured music this episode. Uh, Someday by Fastball, Selling Out by The Fuzz, Forever by Jenny Ka- Cathcart, Better Don't Do by Ing, and Stabat some some fucking classical music thing. Um, <laughs> some Lionel music. Some Lionel fucking music uh, by Paul Schwartz. Um, uh, <laughs> title. Uh, truth, Zach, you may not know this. The truth means the actuality of something. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, the title. The, the title. <laughs> Great question. Well, I guess we'll never know. Uh, I don't know if the wiki counts as like a really good source. Um, yeah. The title refers to the gas that Chloe inhales, giving her the ability to force the truth out of anyone she talks to. Wait, the title doesn't refer to the gas. I, I the well, title the, refers to the truth. So we got to throw this whole thing out. So we got to throw this whole yeah, wiki uh, out. Back to the drawing board. Um, this is 
Oh, this is this is the very first episode to not feature Jonathan Kent. Oh wow! Do you think uh, John Schneider was like fucking stoked? It's like, yes, I get a fucking week off. Yeah, I wonder. Or, or do you think he was like, don't ever write me out of an episode again? Yeah, I I wonder how often like how often is there like a sick day and like <laughs> yeah, well, it's, I, I know that Annette O'Toole commute like did not live in vancouver so she flew or flew up just to film so I'm, like if that was the case for john schneider i'm sure i'd be like yeah fucking i can take a week off right no right, problem right i, I wonder I, I wonder how often like is it like hey we don't have a thing for jonathan this like, how often it was something shot and got cut right uh how often was like i'm not in town this week <laughs> you know because um, yeah. it is a job they have personal lives mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, and sometimes you just got to be covered for at work. <laughs> um, that'd be amazing if you could just have another actor come in for one episode to play Johnny K. Yeah. Right. They should do <laughs> a show should do that. Um, let's see. Chloe is driving her father's Ford Thunderbird in this episode rather than her own Volkswagen Beetle. This is not explained in the plot, but is most likely because four Thunderbirds were wrecked while shooting the episode and it would significantly cost more, be more costly to wreck four late model Beetles. Probably right. Probably right. Probably right. The security code to access Chloe's voicemail at Canscom is one, two, three, four. Oh my gosh. Great. Uh, well, when, that's how Lionel got in, obviously. Yeah, obviously. Um, that's the combination on my luggage. Um, let's see. When Clark and Pete are at the torch and Clark tells Pete that he is worried about Chloe, his lips are not moving. Whoa. What um, the hell? Did they get the bag mess up in there? What's that? No, <laughs> no, the, no, they don't have it. We should them? add it. We wow. should add it. We should. We're, we are scholars of Smallville. Um, this is the first episode in which someone from the main cast, other than Lionel Luther or Clark, uh, is the antagonist. In no. Change. What? Isn't Pete? Oh, no. Pete's not the antagonist. He just kind of does sketchy shit sometimes. Yeah. You're right. No, You're right. right. Wow. Wow. Um, okay, here, here. Like, Corey's not even on like something that changes her personality. She no, just she just sucks. And she, yeah, she becomes a total fucking asshole. <laughs> she just comes mad with power because she sucks. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marianne Taylor's story is very similar to the real life story of Kathleen Salaya, who joined a radical social group, uh, the Symbionese Liberation Army. In yep. uh, in the early 1970s, Salaya was indicated as a group member for group blowing up police cars, but lived as a fugitive under the new name of Sarah Jane Olson for almost 25 years, marrying wow. and having children until she was tracked down and arrested in 1999. She had served her sentence and was released in 2009. Wow. 25 years. You have to kind of convince yourself that wasn't you, right? Right, yeah, totally. I mean, she was probably a twenty in her early twenties when she was doing right. that shit. Right, man, that's crazy. Like, I'm, I'm yeah. gonna, I'm, I would, I want to learn more about that story. That's fascinating. You know what's funny? I've actually been reading a book about that era and the huh. radical of that period. Uh, you're holding up Days of Rage. Out. 
we we uh, I we they are the guy wrote about the Symbionese Liberation Army. Wow, they're super sketchy people. Super sketchy people. I don't know about her or her story because that didn't come up, but super sketch. Interesting. I don't I don't know anything about it. Um, yeah. we'll get it. We'll get into that in our uh, <laughs> current affairs of the yeah. 1970s podcast. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Here they have here in the continuity. Uh, maybe this has your uh, nope. Still no bags here. Um, Clark and Lana reference their last conversation that occurred at the end of Legacy. Lionel has a scratch on his face as a result of his fight with Jonathan in Legacy. Uh, Lionel states that he conspired to kill. Blah 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 blah. No, no bags though. No bags though. Wow. No one noticed it but me. Um, Chloe says that Clark Pulp Fiction uh, this is illusions uh, Chloe says that Clark Pulp Fiction the antidote into her a reference to the iconic scene in Quentin Tarantino's film in which Uma Thurman's character is saved from a drug overdose after having a needle plunged into her heart uh, Chloe also says that the antidote kickstarted her heart referring to the song Kickstart My Heart by heavy metal band Motley Crue Stretch <laughs> Wiki stretch. <laughs> um. All right, brother. That was truth. Good episode. Good episode. Good episode, and we passed the fucking Bechdel test. So what a day! What a day! Oh my gosh! Whew. I'm just gonna be celebrating all week long. Now has our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, we can't. Our podcast cannot. I don't see how. I don't see unless, how. Unless both of us are out one week. Yeah. <laughs> um, this has been the Talon Mix. It's our Smallville recap podcast. It's also a hangout podcast. It's about Star Wars sometimes. I don't know. Fucking deal with it. <laughs> We're going to get complaints. Just be, glad that, just be glad Doctor Strange didn't come out of the vault this week. Okay? Yeah. You know, and you know what, though? Speaking of Doctor Strange. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we uh we're on twitter uh at the talon mix pod uh let's see we've got uh talon show that's our blog and uh there you can find a link to the discord channel where you should come hang out especially since we're not going to be live for a couple of weeks um mm-hmm. i've got a big uh, on twitch.tv slash goblin voice where we normally are live sunday nights uh uh the weekend of halloween so halloween's on a Monday, but uh, Saturday into Sunday, I am doing a 24-hour Halloween movie marathon stream. We're going to sync up movies on... um Scener.com. Going to throw... Let's see. The... uh, the feed onto Twitch. It's going to be a lot of fun. Maybe try to raise a little money for charity. Uh, Have some guests on, play some games. My goal will be to appear this time before you are obliterated. I, since it's 24 hours, I do need to not get obliterated (laughs) so that I don't die. (laughs) Didn't you, wasn't last year 24 hours? No, no, last year was only like six. Um, Oh, yeah. (laughs) I I was on for the last two, I think. And it was like, we were trying to talk about the fog, but it wasn't happening. (laughs) Um, No, last year was only six. Uh, I did 12 before. Uh, and that was really, really difficult. Um, 24, Brian, you're an insane person. Here's the thing. It's, it's my last one. And uh, I've I've it always wanted to do th- anything. What's that? 24 hours. Yeah, baby. It might be your last anything. You might not make it. I've wanted to do a 24-hour thing for a very long time. It's my last opportunity. I'm going to do it. Or, or, or I'll give up. Who cares? <laughs> there yeah. are no stakes here. 
So a couple questions for you. These could be off-air questions, but I'm just going to throw them out there. Go for uh, it. We do need to do our Smallville scary movie of the year. So Lake, I think we said Lake Placid 2 or whatever. I think we're doing Lake Placid be, 2. Because John Schneider is in it. That should be its own episode, and then, probably. Yes. Also, you and I had talked about doing something special on Halloween. Not on Halloween, but it would we would release yes. it on Halloween. Is yes. Right? Okay. We'll talk about that, though, when it's moving. Excellent. Excellent. Um, Zach, do you have a question for the Smallville gods? Yes, it took us three seasons to pass the backfill test. Will it be at least another three before we pass it again? <laughs> Good night, everybody. Yeah! Yeah! It was on a loop. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>